Surprise! Surprise! It's not Tuesday! It's Halloween! It's Halloween! Spooky! <laughs> Which I can say in two languages. You can say spooky in two languages? Grizzly. Ah. <laughs> I don't know if that's right anymore. I can spell it in two languages. <laughs> spooky. Spooky. We spooky. love everything spooky. Halloween. You see my apartment right now, but I don't want you to because it's my apartment and that's weird. are doing a Halloween episode. Yes, because, if you haven't caught yeah. on yet. <laughs> well, first of all, because it's Halloween. Halloween it's everything we're about. Yes. But also because we haven't been consistent with our episodes, so fuck it. Let's just throw yeah. in a random Tuesday. For anyone that's actually still Thursday. listening. Yeah. But. Plus, we're doing... I don't remember... You're doing a true crime story. Yes. Related to Halloween. I'm doing a story that's kind of related to Halloween. Not super related, but it's a true crime and a paranormal mix. Ooh, so we're going... Look at us. Wild. Woo. I'm sorry. I'm so, yeah, so excited to hear We're getting, like, way off, like, the, the beaten path yes. here. We are delivering, as yes. one might say. And I looked up, since it's not an episode number, mm-hmm. I looked up fun facts about Halloween. Ooh, okay. And a little bit of history. Love me a good fact. Yes. So, I learned that car accidents, children are four times more likely to be killed by a car on Halloween. Okay. Not a fun fact, I guess, but a fact. Wow. Not Wait, a, four times children are four times more, more likely. likely to be killed. Yeah, because they're just running across mm-hmm. the street. So like, That makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas. Yep. Um, cool. I love Halloween. I learned what orange and black mean. It's freaking bats. It's freaking bats. I love Halloween. Sorry. No, that's okay. Orange represents strength and endurance, and like Mm -hmm. browns and stuff, and golds represent life, and black symbolizes death. So it's a reminder that Halloween is a festival between life and death. And then finally, some people believe Halloween originated in the 4000 BC. Wow. Before Jesus, they with their turnips and their spooky and their plague mask. <laughs> oh, gosh. I couldn't even imagine. Oh, my God. It is um, a liminal time where spirits could cross between worlds easier. Okay. You probably know a lot of this because you love Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they say that souls are revisiting their homes and seeking hospitality. So people would put out plates to welcome them. Oh. Kind of like Christmas, but like spooky. But like spooky? Yeah. Because that's better than freaking Santa. So put some food out, peeps. Yeah. And they also had household activities, which evolved into our traditions today. Mm-hmm. That included rituals and games to tell your future, which could be Bloody Mary. Oh. oh mirror gazing became a thing. Mm. Um, also, apples and nuts were typically used in ritual divination rituals. Caramel apples. Caramel apples. <laughs> apple bobbing. Nut roasting. Wow. And then dream interpretation, too. Really? Soup's fun. Yeah. So. I didn't know those Why don't we do all this stuff? Because we're lamos. <laughs> because <sighs> now everyone just believes that Halloween is the devil's work. <laughs> so dressing up for Halloween has happened since at least the 16th century. Wow. Uh, where people would go to houses and recite verses and songs for food to take back home. <laughs> so. Glad we don't have to do that anymore. It's the same thing we do now. No, we just say trick or treat. Oh, yeah. Have to it unless you are. Oh, do you guys not sing? <laughs> do you sing for people for yeah. me? Yeah. Oh. I have a whole rendition of trick or treat. I like how we're still acting like we still trick or treat. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I want to specify. My grandma still gives me candy. I want to specify that we do not. We are. My grandma gives me candy too. See, so with Christian influence, it became All Hallow Tide mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for honoring saints and praying for souls who had passed away that year to reach heaven. Souling was where cakes were shared for Christ- Christian souls, wow. which may have contributed to your trick or treat. Oh, so okay, here's, yeah. Costumes were worn also in the Christian theme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that uh, souls wandered the earth until All Saints Day. And it w- since Halloween was the last day to seek vengeance on people, people would dress up to trick the ghosts to oh, set them from recognizing them. Fascinating. But my didn't thing work. is, they're here all year round. Like, <laughs> they know what you like. <laughs> so, like, did they, they watched you change into that costume. <laughs> that, like, they couldn't seek vengeance on October 30th. Right. <laughs> Right. Uh, so I didn't know. That one seemed weird. This is kind of random, but I don't know if you saw the thing about Justin Bieber and Hailey, <laughs> Hailey Bieber, but um, <laughs> she posted something about a costume or something Halloween related, and a bunch of people were apparently in an uproar because she is a Christian. And yeah, people are in an uproar because everyone associates Halloween with Satan. It's not even a And it's not holiday. even a Yeah. It's it's it has a lot of Christian roots. Exactly, in it, yeah. and that's what's always frustrating me so much. I have a Halloween story for you though. Um, we had a Halloween. I might have told you this, but we had a Halloween party mm-hmm. when I was like seven, six or seven. Okay. At our house, it was a bomb Halloween party. My mom did that whole thing where you stick your hand in and don't know what it is, like human oh, brains. Uh-huh. Yeah, she went. Oh, wow, sounds my like mom, my Halloween party. Yeah, <laughs> you would have loved it. But my Can dad's like, ask Let's, her to have another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't decorate now. Oh, well, she does actually. She has a ske- she bought a skeleton, <laughs> uh-huh. a fake one. I think it's fake, actually. <laughs> I didn't ask. Oh, hopefully, it's fake. And she put it out by the. Go- we live on a golf course, so my mom put this fake skeleton in a chair out by the golf course <laughs> with like golf clubs leaning against it, holding a Budweiser can. That's awesome. <laughs> with a hat on, um, and I walked out. It's been there for like a month. I walked out yesterday, and I literally almost cried because I thought there was a human sitting <laughs> in our yard. <laughs> Huh. But anyways, so we're at this dope Halloween party, and my dad's like, let's go on a hayride. And we're all like, yeah, like six-year-olds. Yeah. So we all pile on the hayride, and we had like, a, we had like 98 acres of land. Oh, wow. Yeah, so a lot. And an old railroad track run through the property, mm-hmm. and so he was going on that. We're all having fun. We're like, ooh, spooky in the woods at night. Suddenly, out of nowhere, something goes running by the hayride and just Bigfoot. pulls my cousin <laughs> off. Like, my cousin gets ripped off the back of this hayride. The dog man. <laughs> and you're six. You're like, we're yeah. all screaming. Was this to... like a haunted hayride and your dad no. did not tell you about that? No. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't a haunted hayride. It was just a hayride at night. <laughs> so we're all screaming. And we get back. We're like, Chance is dead. That's it. Chance. Oh, you guys just left in there? We left. We just oh. kept going. <laughs> Something pulled him off and we just kept going. Like, Bye, Chance. See you later. It's been real. Seven-year-old Chance is no more. We get back to the house. Chance is there. We're like, what the hell, dude? And he's like, oh, I'm just eating candy. We're like, ah. Explain. Um, my uncle had hidden in the woods and waited for us to go by and just pulled someone off the back oh of the my hayride. God. Isn't that terrible? To is this terrifying. day, I will not sit on the back of a hayride. I always sit oh in the front. I'm like, God. you're not That's getting funny. me. Yeah. yeah, it was terrifying. This is the same uncle. Who was the first person to tell me about the urban legend where the dog, humans can lick two story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the first one to tell me that. And the first person to tell me a variation of the hook man. What a guy. Which, fun fact, 
mm-hmm. is the story I'm talking about today. So that's called. Oh my god, I had no idea. An amazing segue. <laughs> Woo! We've never had a segue. <laughs> yeah. We don't even introduce ourselves or the no, name of the fine. podcast. This is instead of sleeping with Kennedy and McKaylee. Yes, and um, for the episode before this, that was also instead of sleeping with <laughs> Kennedy and McKaylee. We forgot. Okay, that is us. <laughs> And background noises are brought to you by Margot and Mowgli. And Cayman. And Cayman. Who is not a cat. All right. Sorry. No, it's okay. Let's hear about the Hookman. So the urban legend dates back to at least the mid-1950s. And it relates to young couples cuddling. The article I said had cuddling with, I'm like, yeah, pretty sure they're doing more than cuddling. Cuddling. Canoodling. Quote, unquote. The use Yeah, I thought you were going to say... Because it's the hook man, like, yeah. couples hooking up. Oh, that like, would have been way better! <laughs> but and then they, they would be sitting in the car, okay. and they would hear a news report that a serial killer escaped from a nearby institution, and that this killer had a hook for a hand. Variations are that the couple decided to piece the hell out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no. And there would be a hook hanging off the door handle. There's some where they would hear scraping or see the killer. There's times where the guy gets out of the car for some reason. Mm-hmm. And the girl's like, hmm, what's that banging noise? And she either gets out to see the escape patient banging the male's head on the car. Ooh. Or the male hanging above the car with his feet scraping, which is the story I've always heard. Oh. Um, sometimes the man would leave and then come back to the car and find his date brutally murdered with the hook still in her body. <laughs> Um, this guy's just, like, all about leaving his hook behind. Like, I don't need it. I don't need it. You can get a hook anywhere. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard any of those versions. Is this... Um, this may be stupid. Is, um... I know what you did last summer. That guy has a yeah, hook. That does that did right? influence it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the hash-slinging slasher also. <laughs> it's another variation I thought of that, that when I researched this. No, no, no. Um, so the origin of the story isn't really known, but many people suspect that it has roots in a real-life Lover's Lane murders, mm. which is what I'll be talking about in a minute. But the first known publication of the story was on November 8th, 1960, when someone wrote a column to Dear Abby, where she's like, did you hear about the story of these two lovers who got murdered? I'm not going to hook up in a car, was essentially her message. But Christopher Pitter... A literary scholar traces the plot back to a 1913 horror novel by Marie Adelaide Belloc Laudens called names? The Lodger. And that is some origin of the Hookman. Oh, okay. Which could have originated from the Texarkana Midnight Murders. I think that's says Moonlight. Moonlight Murders. <laughs> Don't read my notes. <laughs> Quit peeking ahead. I'm just wondering, like... Um, so the Texarkana Mo- Moonlight Murders. There you go. Awesome. Nailed it. Crushed it. <laughs> um, so there are a ton of movies, stories, books, everything, really. Okay. As you mentioned, SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer. You can find it. You've heard the story before. So this guy actually had a hook? Or are you going to tell me that? No, he didn't. Oh. It's just like the Lover's Lane story. Again, there's like 18 different Lover's Lane killers. Yeah. This was a big one. So they all could be variation of Yeah, this. it's like Bloody Mary. No one knows what the hell happened. Um, in 1970, There's a 1976 film based on the murders, and it likely contributed to folklore sort of like drowning the crime. Mm. Film was actually played, I can't remember what city, but it's played every Halloween. 
Oh, really? In the city. Yeah, so ties in Halloween there. Um, the killer is known as the Phantom Killer or the Phantom Slayer. Mm. I don't like those ones. All spooky Solid names. names yeah, that's what if I were a killer of sorts. I want to be the Phantom be... Arsonist. <laughs> I'll be the Phantom <laughs> Tax Evader. <laughs> so um, eight people were attacked in ten weeks, five of which died. So, stores in the area sold out of guns, ammunition, locks, and protective devices because people were so freaked out about these murders. Wow. February 22nd, 1946. Around 11.45 p.m., Jimmy Hollis, 25, and his girlfriend, Mary Jean Laurie, 19, parked on Lover's Lane after seeing a movie. Ten minutes later, a man wearing a white cloth mask... Ooh. Or more likely a pillowcase with the eyes cut out. <laughs> a white cloth ma- it makes it sound so much fancier. Yeah, it was a pillowcase. No, it was really just a pillowcase. Which is house. creepy when you like look yeah. up pictures and stuff. Ooh. Um, appeared on the driver's side window, shone a light in the window and said, I don't want to kill you, fellow, so do as I say. Ooh. Hollis and Laurie were ordered out of the driver's side, and Hollis was take- told to take his pants off. The man then hit him twice with the pistol. It was so loud that she thought he was shot when really his skull was fracturing. Yeah. Yikes. Laurie was like, we don't have any money, dude. Like, here's Hollis's wallet. Like, Jimmy ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. Then she was struck with a blunt object. She was told to stand and run away. She started running towards the road, and the killer told her to go the other way. So she did, and then he caught up with her and was like, <laughs> why are you running? And um, she told him, he's like, you told me to run. <laughs> then he knocked her down. And sexually assaulted her with the barrel of the gun. Oh, my. So after she fled a half a mile to the near, a nearby house, she called the police. Within 30 minutes, Sheriff Bill Presley and three other officers arrived. Both of the victims were hospitalized and survived. Oh Their reports actually differed. So Laurie said that the man wearing the bag was African-American. Hollis said it was a 30-year-old white man. Hmm. They both said that he was six feet tall. So they literally only know how tall he was. That's it. That's, like, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Police challenged Larry's account and said that the two of them were covering for the attacker. Like, they knew who the attacker was and they didn't want to admit it. Weird. Yeah. Especially, like, his skull's fractured. I'd be like, motherfucker. Yeah. He did yes, it. Yeah. Um, on March 24th, Richard Griffin, 29, and his girlfriend, Polly Ann Moore, who was 17. How old was he? 29. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it took no. me a second. I know. Like, when I read that, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that's Ugh. a little, a little frightening. They were found dead in Richard's 1941 Oldsmobile sedan on Sunday, March 24th, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. Griffin was found between the front seats on his knees with his head resting on his crossed hands. His pockets were inside out, and he'd been shot twice. Very strange. Very weird. Moore was found face down in the back seat. And she'd been shot once. Hmm. Blood outside of the car was evidence that they'd been shot outside and then moved back inside the vehicle and placed there. Really gross. Uh, There was a $500 reward or $7,000 today's money uh, for new information. But all it did was lead to over 100 false leads. Hmm. On April 13th, Betty Jo Booker, who was 15, was playing in her band's weekly gig. And around 1.30 a.m. Sunday, April 14th, her boyfriend, Paul Martin, 16, picked her up. Martin was found around 6.30 the next morning, lying on the northern end edge of North Park Road. 
Blood was found down the road on the other side by a fence. He'd been shot four times. Jeez. Booker was not found until 1130, two miles away from Martin, behind a tree. Weird. They found her lying on her back, fully clothed, right hand in her pocket of her coat. She'd been shot twice by the same weapon used in the first murders. Martin's car was found three miles away from Booker and one and a half miles from Martin. They don't know who was shot first of the two, but they knew that they put up a hell of a fight. They said that. They're like, they fought oh, wow. for their lives. Booker's saxophone was found six months later near where her body was found in its case still. Like he went back and... They they don't know if they just... They couldn't find it for six months. Know. They just couldn't. Yeah, that'd be creepy. Ooh. Keeping it as a trophy. So they raised, in today's money, $23,500 for new information. Um, and during a press conference on April 18th, Captain Gonzalez stated that the rumors were just a hindrance to the investigation and it was harming innocent people. Well, yeah. Yep. May 3rd, before 9 p.m., Virgil starts, 37, was in his farmhouse about 10 miles northeast of Texarkana, listening to the news when he was shot twice. His wife, Katie, 36, thought that she had heard him break something, like she thought he dropped something and broke mm-hmm. glass. So she went to go see what was going on, and she was shot twice in the face. And this was just in their home? In their home, like through a window they were shot. Um, she was blinded by her own blood and just started looking for a gun. Mm-hmm. She heard the killer enter the house. So she's like running around the house. Mm-hmm. She can't see. She's bleeding. Uh, eventually she leaves, um, is running down the street, gets to a neighbor's house and says Virgil's dead. And then she collapsed. And then she was taken to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But she sur- survived. Good. When officers arrived, they found Stark's chair on fire because he had been using the heating pad. They found trails of blood and scattered teeth because she'd been shot in the mouth Mm. around the house. And the officer said they were surprised she hadn't bled to death. There was so much blood. Wow. They found 22 caliber bullets, a flashlight, bloody shoe prints, and and smudged fingerprints Mm. in the house. Uh, They brought in bloodhounds, and they found two trails that led to the highway and then disappeared. Officers that night were patrolling Lover's Lane because mm-hmm. they're like, okay. This is going to hit again. This guy's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, they were pretty convinced that the killer was like a sex maniac and that's why he was doing all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they printed an ad, actually, and you can see the ad of the flashlight they found because it was a limited number of them were sold in the area mm-hmm. and said, if you know someone with this flashlight, contact us. By May 19th, people thought the guy had been caught. Others thought he'd left town. And there were so many people were calling the station for information that the police had an article in the paper published that said, like, basically, we'll let you know when he's gone. Oh my Stop calling us. Uh-huh. Throughout all the investigations, over 400 people were arrested. After the first murders, three suspects... To be that wrong that many times? <laughs> <laughs> How bad are you at your job? <laughs> um, after the first murders, three suspects were taken into custody for bloody clothing. Two were released for their explanations. Of why they were covered in blood? Hunting? I don't. I don't know. They didn't say, but um, the period. <laughs> no, I just had a bad day. <laughs> um, it's like all up on your shirt. You just had a really bad day. It's like after the second murders, a taxi cab driver was suspected. He was. He had gone into a store trying to sell a saxophone. Oh, but he didn't have a saxophone with him. He's like, would you guys like to buy a saxophone? <laughs> and they're like, He's like, I know where to get one. <laughs> Where you can buy one. Um, he was arrested two days later for trying to buy a pistol. 
They found bloody clothing, and he claimed that it was from a bar fight, and mm. he was later released for lack of evidence. They just thought he was kind of weird, dude. Yeah. Sounds pretty freaking weird. <laughs> Y'all want to buy a saxophone? Where's the saxophone? I need it so I can buy this gun. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll find you a saxophone. Um, 12 people were detained after the Starks case. Eventually, they were all released. Okay. The prime suspect was Yul Swinney. Yul? Uh, he didn't confess, but his wife gave great detail of why he was the killer. Hmm. But she was later deemed unreliable and couldn't, wouldn't testify against him. They ended up arresting him for habitual car theft. Hmm. This is the circumstantial, circumstantial evidence they had against him. The car, His wife had been arrested in a car reported for st- being stolen mm-hmm. that was reported missing the night of the Griffin and Moore murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sweeney, Swinney, he said, please don't shoot me when the officer caught him. And the officer Tackett said, I'm not going to shoot you for stealing cars. And Sweeney said, you want me more f- than for stealing cars. But no one ever said anything. Huh. And then you'll ask Chief Deputy Tillman Johnson how long he was going to get and if he'd be sentenced to death. And the chief was like, you, you don't just sentence, stole a car. <laughs> we don't sentence people for stealing cars. And he said, you have me for more than stealing cars. Or you want me for more than stealing cars. Maybe this guy's just another weirdo. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. sorry. To sell a Stop incriminating yourself. <laughs> I just want to say that I hope that even if this wasn't the guy who committed these crimes, that he was at least put away. <laughs> <laughs> or at least further investigated. He was arrested for car theft. They're like the other <laughs> the other police officers. Nah. Nah. He was only arrested for car theft. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any evidence. It was all circumstantial. Well, yeah, that's fine. But like, I would be like writing him for what else he did since he wants <laughs> to be put to death. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? When they told Peggy he was being held for murder, she said, how did they find out? <laughs> so Peggy's a little Weird. off herself. Peggy took the officers to where Paul Martin's car had been found and said she had been in the area, and they found a woman's heel prints in the area. So this guy maybe did it. Maybe did it. All of Peggy's family thought he was the phantom killer. (laughs) So they're all like, yeah, yeah, it's him. Yeah, it's probably that guy. And let me guess, the murder stopped (laughs) after he was arrested. That was it. That was all the murders associated with the crime. They don't even know if the Starks were associated with it. Weird. Police found a work shirt in Yule's room. With a laundry mark that said Stark. They also found slag in the pocket of the shirt that matched Virgil's welding shop samples. So he could have maybe just killed the Starks. Yeah, or maybe just stole a shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. He's like, put me away, I stole a shirt. He owned a 32 caliber Colt automatic, which had been used in the first crimes, Mm. but then sold it in a craps game. So he had a new gun. So he was also in the market for a new gun. Yeah. Such as the guy. With the saxophone. <laughs> yeah. He never told them he was innocent when they charged him. Like, he never was like, I'm innocent. They're, he's just like, they're like, you're charged with murder. He's like, oh, that's not good. Like, he never was like, I'm innocent. I'm going to say this guy's the killer. Peggy confessed to his crimes and gave them detailed information that only the officers knew, like, had it been released to the public. But. What's this guy doing? Going home and like, hey, honey, <laughs> Yo, Peggy, another guess one. Peggy, yeah. guess what? Guess there what was, I did today. There was some complications is why they couldn't. Arrest him. His fingerprints didn't match those found at the Booker Martin crime scene. Hmm. Peggy later recanted her account. Texas Rangers and Sheriff Bill Presley didn't think it was him. He eventually <laughs> denied yes, that's the crimes for not arresting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a forty. It checks it out. 40s, 
he denied he eventually denied it and he never conf- actually confessed to the crime. Right. Uh, while investigating Peggy's claim, they were able to disprove some of the things she had said. Mm. And a woman actually contacted the family members of two of the victims and apologized for her father's crimes. Another possible person was H.B. Duty Tension. What was his nickname? What a name. <laughs> uh, he was an 18-year-old freshman that was found dead with a bunch of notes where he was confessing to the crimes. Hmm. But they were like, yeah, that dude just something's off about him. He's just weird. Yeah, <laughs> basically. There was a German prisoner of war who had escaped. And they considered him a suspect. Mm -hmm. He'd stolen a car and attempted to buy ammunition in several towns. Uh, Herbert Thomas had been flagged down by him. The guy pulled out a pistol and told him to keep driving or he'd kill him like the five people he killed in Texarkana and even named Paul Martin and Betty Booker. Really? Mm -hmm. Then there was Ralph B. Bauman, who went to the L.A. police and said that he was in a coma and thought he killed people. He's like... I think I did. I don't know what I did then. But but I woke up and things are not good. (laughs) But they had no evidence against him. The police arrested a black man in his 30s whose tire tracks matched those found by Martin's corpse. He failed a polygraph test. And so officers decided to hypnotize him. (laughs) Apparently, the 40s, you could just hypnotize people. I guess so. Um, When he was hypnotized, he denied the crime. He's like, yeah, I didn't. didn't." They were like, did you do this? He's like, no. (laughs) I just told you. My lie detector test. So they found out that he had lied on the polygraph test because he was having an affair with a married woman. Oh, wow. A sixth victim? Sorry, just like question marks. Yeah. On May 7th, four days after the Starks murder, a man was found 16 miles north of Texarkana. His left arm and leg had been severed and found inside train tracks. So, like, he'd been cut off by the train. Some people think that he'd been placed on the tracks, but the sheriff did, thought he died on the tracks, even though the coroner said that he had been he was dead when he was placed on it. He had been murdered before. Oh, wow. But the sheriff was like, no, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Weird. This 40 seemed like a horrible time. Yeah. I like how the police are always just like, nah. Yeah, I'll, I'll guess <laughs> um, I'm the sheriff. I don't have to do that. I don't think it's him. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Some people think it was the sixth victim. Others think it was the phantom committing suicide. Oh. So they don't know. Uh, Ten years later, on July 9th, 1956, a worker was tearing down a school, and they found men's clothing stained with something red. The school was near where Martin's car had been found, <laughs> and it was evident that the clothing had been there for a really long time. So they took it in, and the police sent a report to, like, the FBI that said, it's bloodstains. And then they sent a follow-up letter. They're like, our bad. We meant to say that's not bloodstains. <laughs> we forgot to put the not in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> our bad. Our bad. And that's the story of the Hulk Man. Wow. And the Texarkana murders. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to end it that way, but, yeah. like, I, I, I thought I had more notes. I did it. <laughs> so they don't know. They don't know who did it. That's kind of the worst. And, um... So don't go out on Lover's Lane tonight. Yeah. Because uh, Halloween on Lover's Lane good. is no bueno. Mm-mm. No. Nope, nope, nope. Not at all. And um, a troubling end to a troubling story. Yes. Oh. Um, yeah, my uncle's hookman story did not have to do with couples hooking up. <laughs> hooking up. He told us this story about their house and how it was... He was, when his wife was pregnant, he had taken her to the hospital and they were packing up and he said he went in the house to get something and came back out and the hook was hanging on the back of his car. Because we've never heard this story before, right? Mm. Like We're like, oh my God. 
And then he's like, yeah, and they never caught the guy. We're like, what? They're like, yeah, like, we just went to the hospital. Like, they never found the guy. He's still out there somewhere. That night, we're sleeping in the pop-up camper. And my mm-hmm. uncle hides out. And while we're laying in bed, lifts the mattress up. Like, while we're on it. We're all like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so that's why horror movies don't scare me. Because my uncle's more terrifying than all of them. Yeah. God damn it, Chad. <laughs> well, he uh, prepared you, so. He did. Which is funny, because if you meet him, you're like, there's nothing spooky about this guy. Right. But yeah, so um did you have a personal Halloween story? Other than I have always loved Halloween. No, I have no Halloween stories. I have one, uh not as great. I do want to say that my family, which we haven't done it in years, which is actually very sad to think about, but we used to do haunted houses every year. Like oh, really? Our own haunted houses. Ooh. And they were actually like a little spooky, yeah. you know, for being however old I was. Yeah. Like one year, my aunt, they bought a house and they were going to like renovate it. And before they bought it like right before Halloween. So they just left it and Ooh. we did the haunted house in that house. That's so it was cool. really, really cool. All That's the stuff. Cool. They had like a fake wall and you had to walk through the fire or like crawl through the fireplace. Awesome. It was pretty sweet. So <laughs> my other story, uh, one time I, I think it was in like kindergarten, maybe I wanted to be a genie <laughs> and my mom thought the costume, which God bless her <laughs> because honestly, I don't know why I thought like, well, I was pissed off at her because she made me wear, like, a nude leotard under it. And I was like, Mom, like, I want to go full belly out. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, good thing my mom didn't let her, like, five-year-old show up naked yeah. to school. You know? But at the time, I was like, yeah. I don't know why I thought that would be so much cooler to not wear the leotard. Um, but I remember showing up, and there was a girl, she was an older girl, and she was in the same costume, but she wasn't wearing a leotard. And Ugh. I thought, ugh. Well, anyway, so that was already frustrating. But then, you know, I had to go to the bathroom and I went in there and took off the top, took off the leotard, <laughs> but I forgot my underwear and I peed all over my underwear oh, no. somehow. So, you know, I was young, but yeah, but still. Uh, so that was a pretty traumatizing Halloween. time in my life. Yes. Yeah, I, can imagine. I don't know if it was exactly how, like, I would assume because oh, we were wearing, wearing costumes at yeah. school, but. Ah, good times. The undone house reminds me of this. I um, this wasn't Halloween, but mm-hmm. we had an undone room in our basement, and like our my parents said, they're like whoever can spend the night in the basement in this room can decorate it however they want. I was eight. Okay. Oh my god, they're I, awesome. Me, my sister, and my brother all tried it. I was the only one that slept in the room <laughs> overnight, and I got to decorate it how I wanted. The walls were bubblegum pink. I had a hot print hot pink bedspread with like um a princess canopy that sounds and awful. i got to pick it was amazing actually and i got to pick the carpet which we li- we use in our next house wow well like my dad gave me like a selection of like 10 carpets and like this one <laughs> this one. and he that's the carpet we had in our next house it's like bright purple with <laughs> red <Yes>. spots <laughs> your girl made it i'm still here chad prepared me well <laughs> still here Okay, so I don't want to say that this is fun because a story about murder is never never fun, fun. Um, but it is kind of cool because it's Mount Pleasant, Michigan, Michigan, where we may or may not record, reside. This is very, very sad. Honestly, which it like I didn't mean to laugh. Sorry, no, I just wasn't prepared for you to say sad. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so it's a it's 
pretty sad, but it's even more sad, I think, when it's close to home because it just seems so much more real. Yeah. I think when you read these stories, first of all, we typically distance ourselves. Like, we pick older stories. Older stories, other countries. Right. Yeah. And then to pick one close to home not that long ago, it just kind of really hits you. Yeah. Um, but I chose this one because it is Halloween related and it was the first thing that popped in my head. And a little background, I moved here in 2011 and literally within the next year of me living there, there were two murders, like unrelated murders in just that year. Ew. And I was like, dad, why did you move us here? <laughs> Um, so I was originally going to tell the story just of this murder, um, but I found out that our suspect has a little bit of a history. So oh. it's actually more about him and okay. leads into okay. what happened here in Mount Pleasant. So let's just say this guy was trash. His name was John D. White. Uh, he was a 50-year-old ex-convict and pastor at Christ Community Fellowship Church in Broomfield Township, Mount Pleasant. I know where that's at, don't I? Is it still Probably. a church? Yeah, oh I God. think so. <laughs> um, it's. I'm sorry, this is super unsettling when you're like, oh my God, I've never... Ugh. Oh yeah, wait wait for it though. No! It's just like, you you know everywhere that it's... Oh like, God, it, it just <laughs> I makes don't you like feel it. I don't like it. Um, so White served in the Navy and worked as a long haul trucker, um, back in his younger days. Um, but he also had a pretty violent past when he was 22 years old, um, married and living in Battle Creek. Hmm. He invited his 17 year old neighbor, Teresa Etherton to his basement to see a stock car racetrack he had set up, which I'm like, if you're 22 with a stock car <laughs> racetrack set up in your basement, that's like a warning flag. Already. Girl, you want to come check out my yeah. stack car yeah. my, like, oh my god, oh my god, totally. My um brother, <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, so it's okay. Um, uh -oh. we used to have these rugs that were like, I don't know, apparently perfect for making car tracks. In. Oh wow! So he, he used to, well past the age that he should be doing this, right. he used to wet them down and like make tracks in them. So we didn't have rugs for like weeks at a time. Because he would be like, no, 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 you can't mess up my, my little Hot Wheels dress. That is funny. So him and my cousin, who are both like in their teen years, I was gonna used say, to do this. He's like 19. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, my aunt always used to say, well, no wonder they can't get girlfriends. Because we come play Hot Wheels. <laughs> That's with my That's sister's pretty bathroom rugs. Right. So. It's really cool, I swear. <laughs> super cool, super cool. We make them do jumps and they go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a thing. Um, <laughs> and... Once in the basement, White attacked her, oh. stabbing her 15 <gasps> times and choking her. Oh, my God. Um, however, Etherton did survive the attack, so Good. that's pretty awesome. Um, but she later told the police that White had said, You're going to go now. I'm really sorry you had to go like this, but what the F? You're just a woman. What the? Yeah. Fuck. What? Excuse my language. What does that mean? Uh, you want to go, bitch? If this guy... No wonder she survived. I'd survive him just to spite yeah, him at that point. Exactly. Be like, well, now I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, what you gonna do now? <laughs> oh, guess who's here? I know. That's like... Get it, girl. Very messed up. Yeah, um, that's... Ugh. I want to know what he means by that, because I'm just a little offended. No, that is, like, very messed up. That's fucked up, yeah. Um, so White was arrested and sent to prison. Good. But appealed and won. What? On the grounds that his attorney didn't raise an insanity defense. 
Um, he was released in 1983 after only two years and was given two years probation and mandatory mental health treatment, but was otherwise a free man. I'm angry. For stabbing like, someone I'm 15 angry. times. He did two years. Ah. Yes. I'm angry. Oh, you're just going to get more mad. Okay, y'all. If I get quiet, it's because I'm because like, <laughs> I have no words. I'm so Trust mad me, as I, it is. Literally, so I had I had watched the um, so there's a show on Investigation Discovery, which by the way, that's where I'm getting a lot of this information. Okay. For whatever reason, so they have a show called Sinister Minister or something. <laughs> I think it's something silly like that, I you love know, because they have such corny names for everything. <laughs> but I don't recall a lot of the talk of his past like i only recall them really talking about what happened in mount pleasant yeah but then again i remember i don't really know that i was paying much attention because i remember i was watching it Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden i like just you know background heard them say mount pleasant michigan and that's when i was like oh my god i was like i know this one i know that place yeah so i just didn't know this whole or and maybe i just didn't pay attention but Mm -hmm. i did not I didn't know the past, so when I was first researching it, I was, like, obviously angry, but then I started, like, reading more about him, and I, to say the justice system is pretty messed up. We're not a political podcast, but let's just Yeah. Okay, so, and I mean, this was a little while ago, so. That doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, back in the 40s, they were just. (laughs) They're like, Just based on opinion. Um, I guess we've come a long way. Yes. So Not in far <laughs> July of 1994, 26-year-old Vicki Sue Wall disappeared from Comstock, Comstock Township. White was still married at this time with two children and another on the way. Ooh. He had met Wall while working a maintenance job at a textile company, and they began an affair. Ugh. <laughs> Never a good sign. <laughs> Sir Valence video at a local grocery store showed Wall getting into a, a black truck with a bearded man at around 3 a.m. This is why I don't trust truck drivers. Right? <laughs> white was cars it a white truck, truck driver. Just, oh, it was a black truck. <laughs> that was the last time she was ever seen alive. White was brought in for questioning as he fit the description. And so did his truck. Um, <laughs> Weird, because it was him. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to make assumptions. But I... It was him. I... Think. If I the have, police can say it's not someone, I can say it is someone. I have a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> so he admitted to the affair and to picking her up, but claimed that he dropped her off safely later on. Where? Which, mind you, when is that ever a good alibi? Yeah. No, she was in my truck. Like, <laughs> I know you have the footage, but I definitely dropped her off somewhere. But yeah, I just never, when has that ever been? Yes, I. she was in my car. But I dropped her off. Listen, yes, she was officers, safe the last time I saw that her. That is my bloody knife. And yes, the victim was in my car. And yes, I was seen with the bloody knife after the murder. But, but I, I did didn't not murder her. Commit. You got to believe me. Yeah, like just terrible. Um, but he wasn't confessing. They, yeah. they had no evidence at this point. They had to let him go. Oh my God. Um, it wasn't until six weeks later that her body was found two miles from the grocery store. Ugh. Um, that she was seen getting in the car. Yeah. And, which I'm, like, thinking, too, like, I guess maybe you don't want to seem suspicious, and he did have a family and whatnot, but it's, like, six weeks, too. It's, like, don't you think he would have, like, gotten kind of scared? It's just weird. It's messed up that he's not, there's no reaction, you know? It's, he's, like, ah, 
they don't got me. They got nothing. I'm going to chill here. But anyway, so her body was so badly decomposed that police couldn't determine a cause of death. Oh, my gosh. Um, she was naked except for a shirt and a bra around her neck. <gasps> Uh, White refused to talk to police or to take a lie detector test, but luminol test of his truck showed evidence of blood in several spots. Raise your hand if you're surprised. (laughs) Nobody. Weird. (laughs) Weird. Weird. So they had the blood, evidence of blood. Yes. Um, But that evidence was limited. And because of this, he agreed to plead no contest to involuntary manslaughter and received... Involuntary? Yes. And received 8 to 15 years in prison. 8 to 15 years. At least he got year, like, 8 to 15. I mean... killings? Yeah, no, definitely. After having stabbed a woman 15 times? Yeah, no, definitely not. So while behind bars, White admitted to a prison psychologist that he had violent fantasies about wanting to kill and have sex with women's dead bodies. I'm... I wait. Yes. And you'll just get more. <laughs> That's all I guess. Sick. Super. So he served a little more than 12 years in prison and was released in 2007. Once free, he then migrated north, found religion, quote unquote. Oh, so did Jeffrey Dahmer. Exactly. And became a pastor at the Christ Community Fellowship Church in the town of Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Mount Pleasant? Really? No, I'm just <laughs> Shut the Surprise! <laughs> Uh, fast forward a few years, and White is living in a trailer park 11 miles west of Mount Pleasant. Um, so he was also engaged to a woman named Sally Gay. And Sally has a 24-year-old daughter named Rebecca Gay. Oh, I feel like I see where this is going, yes. and I'm not happy. Yes. I'm angry, and yes. I'm sad. And, Who um, didn't show up for work the day Oof. after Halloween in 2012. Oh, God. Her coworkers reported her missing, and the police began to, to search for her, while White made a plea to the members of his church to pray for her. He had the audacity! I am gonna lose it! Trust me, I've... I've, I've lost it! I've, been, I've got it yeah. back, and I've lost it again! Yeah, I've been pretty uh, upset by this story. So, White was brought in for questioning. Police tried to appeal to White and told him that Gay's body would start to deteriorate in the cold, wet weather. I'm not sure exactly why that just kind of seems kind of cold-blooded. And then, you know, they appeal to him with that. And he's like, well... You're right. I should... We should do something. Right. I am a bad man. Uh, So the next day, White admitted to killing Rebecca and he led police to her body. It was determined that in the early hours of Halloween, after a few beers, White walked to her mobile home where he hit her in the head with a rubber mallet until she was unconscious, and then strangled her with a zip tie until she was dead. Oh my god. So, so messed up. To make matters worse, her three-year-old son <gasps> was in the next room no! at the time. Oh White then took Gay's lifeless body about a mile from her mobile home and dumped her in a ditch behind some pine trees. <gasps> he returned to the home to look after her son. Oh! Dressed him in his Halloween costume, uh! and then dropped the boy off to his father to go trick or treating. Uh! What? Uh! Yeah, no. Oh, bad. Uh, so White told authorities that the murder had been fueled by pornographic videos that involved necrophilia. Ew! I, this is how did those exist? Uh, why did you make? I don't that? know why. Oh that my exists. god! By no means do I ever want to know what. I that. don't want to. 
I don't yeah. want to know if they exist anymore. Right. But also, he said that he didn't remember if he had sex with her dead body. <gasps> no! Even though he had removed all of her clothes. Oh my god. Just couldn't remember. It seems like he did remember. Right. It's just so, so horrible. messed up. That's, yeah. Like, ugh. disgusting on every level. I am Authorities, yes. To say the least. Um... And that's really how I felt, because not that... I knew this story was very upsetting. Yeah. But just, like, learning that he had been a repeat offender. I mean, this guy should have been in jail yeah. back when he stabbed the first... You know what I mean? It's just insane. Yeah. It's insane to even think that, one, he was married, and then he was engaged. Like... Was he not telling women this? I know the church said they knew he had a criminal past, but I don't think, I don't know if they knew the extent of his criminal past. I would assume not. I mean, I know that because Christians it's not, are all about forgiveness, but... Um, right. It's not like he robbed some stores yeah. or set some things on fire yeah. or <laughs> tax <evasion>. some taxes. <laughs> he literally attempted to murder and then murdered. Oh, God. And sure, they didn't have like... Concrete enough, evidence, like concrete but evidence, but it was pretty, uh... Yeah, you knew. Yeah, like, you know, it oh, was him. So, authorities were determined to put John D. White away for the rest of his life, yeah. thankfully. And in April 2013, the 55-year-old White was sentenced to 56 years in prison. But only four months later, on August 28, 2013, White was found hanging in his prison cell just after 4 a.m. Good. I'm glad you glad he's gone. Um not to speak of the dead, but fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Very upsetting. Very heartbreaking. Very, very upsetting. But rest in peace to Rebecca. You deserved better. And to Vicky as well. Well, hope you enjoy Halloween tonight, folks. Yeah. <laughs> spooky, 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 I guess. Spooky. Very unsettling spooky, spooky. Yes. We should have done ghost stories. We should have talked about the dog man. You know, we should have talked about... Good ghost, Casper. Yeah. Something that was, like, fun spooky. Yeah. Not Well, do you want to hear... I have a fun story about my mother that's sure. kind of spooky. It's not Halloween, but it's spooky. She, um... So my grandma's house is haunted. It's, like, this old hundred-year-old house or something. And... They, my parent, my mom moved there when she was like, I don't know, she was really young. Mm -hmm. And she said before she moved there, she was so happy to be moving because in their house that they were in, she said that at night she would hear from her toy chest. She would just hear Melody, <gasps> Melody, play with us, Melody, Ew. like whispering. And so she's like, yeah, I was so happy when we moved to my grandma's current house, which is haunted AF. There's one room I won't even go in because I'm like, that is some bad energy. Ugh. And my grandma's bad closet, the temperature drops like 10 degrees. It's <gasps> wild. We got to do an investigation. There. Yeah. But, um, and it has a Michigan cellar. But, um, my mom said the first night in the house, she heard Melody. Like, she heard it again. So she took a pen and wrote all over the wall. She wrote, this oh. house is dumb on the wall. It's D-U-M. Uh -huh. It's still there. My grandma just put wallpaper. That's <laughs> so funny. I remember you telling me yeah. that. So. That Gosh, maybe it's just following her. I think, well, I, we always joke that my family has, like, our ghost sense is related to the sense that we don't have. Because, mm -hmm. like, I can't see. My sister always smells dirt. Like, she can't smell anything, but she smells <laughs> dirt and, like, sulfur all the mm -hmm. time. And my mom can't hear, but she hears stuff. So we always joke that it's related to our like, senses. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's our theory. Anyways, Fascinating. So, so that so lightened, it, lightened up the... 
the moon one bit. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh. Go follow us on social media. We've gotta yes. plug it. Yeah, we'll put some. We'll post some spooky things. Spooky, spooky. If you're yeah. feeling like, if you're feeling real brave, because it's gonna be really scary. So spooky. <laughs> Visit our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Instead of Sleeping Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can also visit our website, Instead of Sleeping Podcast at WordPress.com. And yep. you can email us your Halloween stories. Yes, that's also a messages. thing. Halloween. If yeah. you have any stories of the Hookman or your uncle terrifying you, mm-hmm. let us know. Yes. Or anything Halloween related. Halloween! Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.